the mood is right. The spirit's up. <laughs> We're here tonight. And that's enough. We're simply having a wonderful gaming time here on Colette and Matt have entered the chat. A podcast that is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. I am... Obviously, maybe not obviously. You don't know who's who if you're new to the show. You don't know which voice is which. Right. I'm like, Matt. Who's that? Who's that right. person? Uh, no, I'm, I'm Matt. Matt. Oh, I'm okay. Matt. She is Matt. I am Colette. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello, Matt. How are you? I'm super. I'm off all week and I'm in yeah. a great mood. <laughs> you, uh, we, we had been chatting a teensy bit before we hit record and... Uh, You sure sound like you're on a little vacation. You're not going anywhere. You're on staycation. Is that correct? Let me tell you, I hate to say this. I freaking hate to say this, but, but because of the type person I am and because I, I really do honestly kind of prefer to like, like I, it kind of makes me anxious when I have like a million plans and I have to like figure out, Oh, we got to get here and we got to do this and we got to do this and we got to do all this stuff before we're out of time. Right. Sometimes I find a staycation literally like the most relaxing thing that I do. Yeah. True. And and follow up question. It sounds like that is still the case, even in our long work from home pandemic, post pandemic life, because I and I ask you that because I am finding that despite being a homebody staycation person, I got to get the fuck out of here. I am tired oh, yeah, of looking at this room and right, this house, right. you know. So right. I don't it's know. What a do weird you think about that? balance. Like then another mm. thing that, that my husband and I have figured out is that we really like going to a cabin because it's like, yeah, to us, like kind of like, like we're like, okay, let's go just, let's just go be home buddies elsewhere in a yes. really pretty setting. That's and it. then sometimes like we'll hike, but then other times like, you know, we'll bring our steam deck or our, our switch with us. Um, and like, that's, you know, kind of how we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun, you know, we enjoy it. So it's like, to me, that's kind of the, you know, unlike where you're like, okay, we got to go to Disney and then every day we're at Disney, we got to do this and then we got to do this and we got to do this and we got to make sure we do this. Oh my God, there's people everywhere. Um, <laughs> like that, like that, you know, I hate to say it cause it's like fun, but it's stressful. Like I, I also have stress with that. So for me, uh, I say, I, I think vacations that allow me to kind of gratify my natural tendencies, but also get away is nice. You it's know? perfect. Yeah. It, it, you you have found the perfect uh, solution, the balance, as you said. We often cite, and this was before we had kids, we often cite a particular vacation that we took as like the perfect vacation, which was like, mm-hmm. it was like a week and it, it was a hotel. It wasn't a cabin or anything, but it was like this day one, we're by the pool. We're just hanging by the pool, drinking fancy frozen drinks. That's all we are doing. That's all. Day two, Hey, let's go, let's go hike in this cool place. Let's go to this attraction. Let's go to this museum. Day three, back at the pool. And just alternating those two things. What and we came out of the vacation being like, yeah, this was mm-hmm. the greatest plan we ever made. And uh totally. We're thinking totally. we're, we're we're getting away this weekend as well. And Yay. similarly, uh, without children, thank you very much. That's yeah. the plan. <laughs> um, now discerning listeners might notice and i'm going to say probably 0% of listeners you're you're all beautiful discerning people but i am an insane um audio file like obsessive person so you came on and i and and i noticed you sound slightly ever so slightly different than you typically sound and that is because <laughs> 
That is because I was playing a game, which I'll talk about in the second half of the show. <laughs> and it is a PC game, but it is a Game Pass PC game. And as you know, you can get you can get Game Pass games onto your Steam Deck, but it's just a bit of a hassle to do, like take some planning. And so I was like, despite you know, Microsoft being like, here's how you do it. Install the edge browser and then download this thing and then stream this. Th like Microsoft wants you to do this on your Steam Deck, but there is no like easy well, way. I mean, I'm, I'm just very lazy. I mean, no, no, to no, be oh, completely no. honest, there's that too. I don't want to do that. I, w I don't want to mess with any of those settings. You are 100% correct. I, I just find it funny that... Um, it's not they a hack or option, a mod it's not it is like, microsoft saying okay here's step one step two so anyway right and you're like lol no lol no um <laughs> no <laughs> um so so yes i could do that right but like no i just don't want to um so you know my you know ever uh clever husband was like <laughs> you know you could we, we could because we had done this recently when we were playing immortality we didn't want to play it in you know it's as I think, oh, I haven't talked about immortality yet on the show, you, but uh, it's scrubbing you? footage. Like a big part of it is like, yes. it's like looking at video footage and scrubbing it. And so you did not talk about you, you. You said, oh, I can't wait to play this, but we did not get into it. Yes. Okay. Now I'm, I'm remembering right. where we left off. Right. Great, great, yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. So like when we were playing that, you know, we're like, oh, you know, there's some stuff that, um, you know, we would rather do in the TV. So we, we brought our PC out here and we do that. Sometimes we'll just bring it to the living room. And by saying out here, y'all will surely realize that I am recording this podcast in my living room. Hey, <laughs> hey which like, no, <laughs> no, no person, right? No person would ever be like, Oh, not in the office today, except like <laughs> me. And then of course I, you know, told you, so I'm like, yep. okay, you know, like who cares? No one knows that. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, like, so, so as I, as I said to Matt before the show, I was playing a game here in the living room and then I was like, oh, it's getting close to time. Let me go into the office and set up. And then I was like, the computer's in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I spent like five minutes, like staring at it and trying to figure out, like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? Um, because I do still need to plug my mic in and you know, my cord is only so long. So as we speak, I'm like sitting at my coffee table and I have a stack of, um, tabletop games, which my microphone is sitting on top of. So it's aligned <laughs> with my face <laughs> and I'm sitting in like a rolling office chair. And I was like, you know, okay, you know, this is fine. Cause I don't really want to like put everything back and then like have to move it again. Cause I plan to go back to the game after I'm finished recording. Yeah, not, that, exactly. Right. You, no, we're right, not going to move the PC cause we're going to be still playing. No, you, I mean, you, there's no point. So I was like, okay. And I was like, well, you know, no one will know, but the only, the only bad thing could be if for some reason, cause I'm in a much larger room, it doesn't sound good. So I'm glad no, I'm relieved sounds, to hear that it sounds fine. It sounds as good, if not perhaps a tick better than better. the office, just because like, and I said to you like, Oh, maybe you've got some extra carpeting or, or window blinds or something going on in that room. Well, it's uh, a bigger you know, room. It's a much bigger room. So which I'm wondering can, if that has something to do with it, you know, it can help with reflections as long as it's not, you know, uh, uh, you know, a cathedral, 
you know, small, <laughs> small rooms with bare walls can sound a little, um, you know, can sound a little reflection-y and then sure. the, 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 the larger rooms with, with windows and carpets can, can absorb some of that anyway, audio nerdery. But then I, I was like, Hey, because this is related to what my last couple of weeks have been here. Uh, why not just like drill some holes in the wall or run it through like a basement or whatever, just to connect some cables from your PC in the office to the TVs or screens that you want to game on. And, um, you said that's, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> like it's, it's easier for you to move the, the PC than it is to run wires. Is that correct? Yeah. I have a weird setup where like when you, when you walk into my house, you're facing the living room, which right, that's normal. But then like, you're and you're facing like a coat closet, but then you turn left and you have to like walk to the left and then turn left again to get to like where the bedroom slash office is. Mm -hmm. So in order for me to properly run a cord, I would have to run it like along my living room wall. I would have to run it over the top of my entrance door yeah, because there's nowhere sucks. else to put it. Yeah, yeah no, no good. No, no good. Uh -huh. So it's just like it's too much. So I mean. Uh, and no, no, no basement or no, 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 uh, situation there where you could go out of sight no. and go, go under or something. Yeah. No, no, we're, we're on the second floor. Um, oh, and yes, yeah, yes, it's yes, just yes. not, it's just yep. totally not even a, a possibility. Um, so yeah, so pretty much it's been like, you know, just get the computer, but I mean, it's literally like pick it up, bring it in here, plug it in the end. So it's not that hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately it would be nice, I think in the future to have something, you know, um, a setup or perhaps, you know, something where I, we could run a wire or whatever, but at the moment that has not been solved. Yeah. So, I, I salute you. I salute you both for un unplugging and picking up the PC. Like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to do that, but I get it. And, uh, it's an easier solution for you. The reason it piques my interest and at the risk of boring our entire listening audience, but like, I think it might, I think it might be relevant to some folks who are uh, in our community of like, you know, we're all adults and we are living, we're, we're all adults. And I think many of us, especially in the pandemic, post-pandemic world, kind of, we have our home office setups, but we also want to play games and that that's a lot of PC gaming. And so we want to, you said this often, and, and, and I agree with you. It's like, you're sitting at your computer desk for 10 hours a day, and then it's game time and you don't want to sit back down at that same desk. You want to be somewhere mm -hmm. else, but you've got a rocking ass computer in the office. So how do you get the game over to another screen in your home as, as you and, and Patrick were, were uh, fiddling with. Right. And I have been a, an evangelist and advocate of, of uh, streaming tech, uh, uh, NVIDIA game stream, which then I've used Moonlight, which is an open source implementation of that for mm -hmm. years. And I think it's an extraordinary technology. And as I've said on this show and, and talked to you about, I stream it out to, um, NVIDIA Shields, which are little boxes under the TV, mm -hmm. right? Because it is better than Steam, uh, Steam streaming or what are in-home streaming, whatever, whatever Steam play, whatever that is called, where it's like machine A has Steam, machine B, maybe that's just an app on your TV, has Steam or your Steam Deck, you can stream it. And that is fine, but it's not, it's not nearly as good as Moonlight. And I've talked about the reasons why. I, I, lately, the these past two weeks, I have been 
super like irritated because I have learned that despite 90% of games working great with game with Moonlight and having played probably, you know, 500 to 1000 hours of various games over the course of many years using mm-hmm. this method, there is something wonky with DirectX 12, which is a rendering pipeline, which fucks up Moonlight game stream. I don't know why the game runs exactly perfectly beautifully on your host machine. And then on the on the client, whatever that might be, in this case, the NVIDIA Shield or the TV, it, it can stutter at randomly in random places. And I'm like, shit, I've spent years figuring out how to get this system working great. And now all of a sudden, a, f- <laughs> a handful of games are like really w- acting weird. And I'm like, fuck. And it has been such a journey to get this tech working right. Like it's so temperamental and it's so finicky and there's so many very particular settings that have to be set very, and, I, and I'm and i very particular too. So, I, you know, most People may not care about all this stuff, but in order to get the best experience, it's so, so particular. And I'm like, I've worked my ass off to get this right. And now there's something about it that like, I li- I can't fix. It's like a technical issue Ugh. with the rendering pipeline that I, that until there's so some update, I, I can't control is basically what it is. And I'm like, fuck this. So I, yeah, yeah. I, I am now stream free i have eliminated that completely and i have run uh uh, hdmi cables from my graphics card to the tvs and and we're you know we we have a house we own a house where we have a bait an unfinished basement on one side where we there's like cables out the ass running along the ceiling so like drilling Ah, a hole and running an extra cable is a is a bit of work but it doesn't you know, it's not like you said, it's not like running it over the door and running it through other rooms and stuff like that. So, and I, and I, and I already have ethernet cables run. Uh, so like the more or less the holes are there. I have wires run for controllers anyway, but what that did for me was like, well, now I need to use the ports on my graphics card to run the hdmi cables out to the tvs which means my multi-monitor setup i had three monitors set up in the office i really only have room for one now so i and i and i you know i'm very uh, used to as as i'm sure you are too i i know now what the setup you have but i'm used to having a lot of real estate on my desk because I am putting a script on monitor two and then I'm editing a show on monitor one. And so like having, being able to look at both things is, is very important to my productivity. So I'm like, all right, well, I only have one port. So I I think I need to get an ultra wide monitor, which means I'm reconfiguring my office. I'm reconfiguring the wires. I'm reconfiguring my gaming setup. And the short version is I'm thrilled with the, with the new ultra wide setup. It simplifies everything. And now the 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 whatever i run on the second and third monitor which are two tvs in the house basement and living room is just the native picture of the game it, there's no stream sync there's no handshake it's just like bloop put the game on this monitor and play and it's it can be finicky and like which monitor is the main monitor i got to set like it's not it's still not as easy as like bloop turn on the switch bloop turn on an xbox 
it, normal human people who like video games just press a button and play idiots like me are like well, okay okay let me okay let me set the resolution then i'm going to set the main monitor and then go switch to this monitor oh the windows on the other screen okay i'm going to set them sync my controller cuz i'm a fucking idiot but i really want to play pc games you know to your point the original point of what you were saying i want to play pc games on my televisions is that so much to ask and it turns out it is a lot to ask but anyway i have eliminated streaming I am fully native now and that's great. I am mostly, I, it is the, it is the way I am mostly satisfied, but every time I solve it, it's just like, it's been a frustrating couple of weeks because every time, every time I solve a problem, uh, two other one quirky, weird, like, I didn't think of this dumb issue. Like, like I have an old version of Photoshop on my computer that I use for work all the time. And I, and I'm like, yay, my gaming is all set up. Hooray. I did it. Let me get back to work. And I open up Photoshop and it's like, oh, you want to open a new file? Well, that, that little window that says, what file do you want? That's on some fucking TV monitor resolution <laughs> somewhere else in the house. And I can't see it because I'm not in that room. Wow. Because it's an old ass piece of software that, uh, you know, I doesn't, doesn't recognize whatever resolutions I'm running. So now I'm like, fuck, I spent two weeks fixing my hot house and now I can't run Photoshop. You know, it's like bullshit like that is so stupid. I but then hate. you have a new problem. Then you're like, oh, I got to yes. figure out a way to fix this problem. And, and I then figured, that's another thing. I figured it out. Great. Okay, cool. You know, I'm retraining the, the, the software to like put it on the right screen. But right. I just, I don't know. All that to say is like, I hate myself and i hate my obsession with these things like i want i want i guess what i'm saying is like i want to have a premium experience i have a really nice pc that i want to take advantage of and it is so much work to do that and i'm and i guess as we've talked about here i'm looking forward to this convergence of technologies of like in the future, you'll just open up your phone and you'll have a 4090 in the background running right. what, cyberpunk, whatever the fuck you want to play. It'll just be there. But we're not we're not there yet. So yeah, I'm running we're not cables. there yet, you know, and it is it is what it is. But uh, it's good to know that at some point we will be there and that there's always the dreaming place, right? Where, hmm. you know, you're like, oh, if only we could do this or if only we could do this, you know, and then like. One day in the future, you'll be doing it and you'll be like, I remember, you know, I still have really fond memories of, uh, you know, looking at, God, I don't know, maybe it was PC Gamer Magazine or something mm -hmm. and gawking at uh, um, LucasArts game Loom and thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. wow, if all, if all of the, if the graphics could be this beautiful, like this just next level, you know, and, and I mean, here we are. <laughs> But it was, but that, but that's that's exactly that's kind of like my history with games too. Also, and I think a lot of PC first gamers will appreciate this, which was like you'd see it in a magazine or you'd see a trailer, or you'd see a commercial, and be like, "Whoa, this is amazing! I can't wait to play it." And then you get it, and you bring it home to your computer, which is like. Eh, probably like four or five years old at this point mm -hmm. and the awesomeness that you saw on tv 
is really pretty janky because your graphics card or mem or RAM or whatever isn't up to snuff. So you're either yep. setting the graphics lower or you're just dealing with whatever hitching, stuttering. And you're like, man, I have a good PC and I bought this new game for $60. And now I'm at this like inflection point of like, if I really want to play this game, uh, I need to decide if I'm going to upgrade or buy a new PC. And it's just like, my, the, my younger self was like, ooh, I'll tinker or I'll upgrade or I'll save up and buy this. And the older version of me is like, fuck this shit. Just get an Xbox already, yep, you know? Exactly. I think that's why I'm, I became such a console person. Yes. Because, you know, when I when I had my first computer, it was like exciting. But then all that stuff came up and I've never been like a deeply technical person anyway. So I'm just like, ah, man, you know, and I think for me, consoles just made more sense because, they, you know, they just weren't as expensive, of course. And um, I mean, they were expensive. Don't get me wrong, mm, but, mm -hmm. you know, not the same as constantly changing out and cycling out your graphics cards, um, uh, you know, or whatever. And I was just like, nah, I just. You know, so like, I'm not surprised that it's taken me this long to be like, all right, you know, like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go ahead and like, you know, get, have a PC in the house again. But like, I mean, for many, right. many years, that just wasn't going to be the case. Totally. And you, you enjoy and appreciate what the PC has to offer, not just technically, but like, there are just games there in the PC ecosystem that can never and will never uh, appear on consoles, especially indies and and certain mouse and keyboard games. Of course, that's mm -hmm. obviously evolving. But you know, I, there's also like, I, like for for me, it's like the a, a No Man's Sky coming out. And, you know, I guess that hit, that did hit PlayStation at launch as well, but like, I don't know. I, I, I there's no way I would have waited five years for no man's sky to come to switch. It also, there was not, it was inconceivable that it could come to switch. And here we are in, in a month, it will be there. Mm -hmm. But like a game like that was so important to me that I, I could not, I just felt like I was not able to settle for mm -hmm. a, a lesser experience and that's you know just a crappy snobby way to to operate but uh but here we are that's me yep sometimes <laughs> some of the best wisdom i've ever heard is sometimes it'd be that way there you go i got a uh, words to live by um <laughs> Let's let's take a quick break and then perhaps we can talk about some goings on in the the gaming world and or um, I'm very excited to hear what you have been playing because I've got a sneak peek. Uh, so let us take a quick quick pause for uh, a sponsor message and we'll be right back with more Vigi Games right after this. What's that? majestically cresting the horizon as it makes its way into port. Why, it's the brand new HyperX Armada monitors, mounts, and arms. Both the HyperX Armada 25 and 27 gaming monitors come bundled with a sturdy HyperX Armada mount and arm. If you need every split second of advantage when gaming, the Full HD Armada 25 and its 240Hz refresh rate are for you. If you like to soak in the graphical majesty of your gaming, you'll be eyeing the Quad HD Armada 27, with an 165 hertz refresh rate. 
Set sail for HyperX.com or Amazon.com to start making your display armada. We're back in the chat, and briefly before we hear about your uh, play sessions for the week, past week and week and change, let's say, you've been offline and you were not aware that an hour and change of Diablo 4 gameplay, some sort of alpha or beta build, was played and streamed and captured, leaked on the very in this very internet. And so my question for you is, have you seen it? D do you want to see it? And if I sent you a link to it, would you even look at it? Thoughts? Um, I probably would look at it and I was completely unaware of it. So that's news to me. Um, I really do completely clock out like in the most maximum sense of the word <laughs> when I take time off from a computer. I mean, I check my my phone for email and stuff or messages, but that's it. So, yes, very out of the loop. Um, I would uh, I'd probably watch it. I know I have got some times where I don't want to see, you know, but I do think that maybe in this circumstance and especially with free time, like I, I might watch, you know, I mean, on one hand, I'm like, well, I know what Diablo is going to give me. Right. <laughs> but on the like other the hand, I'm like, all right, but I haven't maybe seen this particular. So yeah, I guess the answer is yes. Right. Cause like, it's not really, a game like that doesn't really contain spoilers unless you're like hypersensitive to like, I want to boot this up and mm -hmm. see it in all its glory. The title screen. I just want to like be enveloped right. in it the like moment you just it hits. Get that peak. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, definitely. I could see that. Um, and maybe, you know, like I, I do, as, as I've said on the show before, I definitely when I'm really looking forward to something sometimes like to completely avoid, um, not because of spoilers, just cause I like to be completely surprised and explain, you know, like have this completely new experience from the very beginning. Yes. Um, but yeah, with this, I think, you know, I'd be okay. I'd be mm -hmm. okay with that. Yeah. So, uh, so you should send it. Uh, yeah. Send it or search for it. My understanding just from reading headlines, I haven't seen any of it. Uh, is like it's some sort of developer build like maybe like a almost like a friends and family like hey you're a, you're a fan or you're a friend of a developer we need people to kind of kick the tires on the current build it's almost done and so somebody got the build and it's i believe it has watermarks on it or whatever and they just played it in a private discord you know for oh, someone wow. and got it was it. just it was a closed thing but what happened was someone else in the discord or who found the discord or whatever just rolled camera like just started oh, capturing footage wow. of this very this private stream and then leaked it on the internet and so it's a, it apparently is quite a lot of um of gameplay like an hour plus or something and and you can oh, hear shit. people talking being like again i haven't watched it but it's people being like hey uh, like oh do you, do you know what this is and they're like what, what are you talking about? It's like, I think this is Diablo 4. And it's like, what? And then they just start like <laughs> watching it and capturing it and whatever they're doing. So, uh, yeah, that's just, I don't know. How do you, how do you put anything outside the firewall at, uh, at your development studio and expect it not to go on the internet in 10 seconds? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the only positive I can see of this is that, you know, Activision has much bigger problems. So they're probably sure. like, you know what? Fucking whatever. 
<laughs> like, yeah. please don't anybody else like sexually harass anyone or it's just going to be bad. <laughs> we, we already have 37 there. lawsuits. Like we can't have any more. <laughs> yes, exactly. Actually, their big thing now is actually not that they, they did settle that, but that, um, they're facing like major pushback, uh, about, um, Microsoft acquiring yeah. them because of them. Uh, I can't remember what government body it is. It's investigating. I think it's based in the UK, but it's basically mm. like, oh, you know, right, right, right. They don't want them to have a monopoly, which is so interesting, I think, because it's like, okay, well, no one's out here telling Tencent that they can't have a monopoly, but they're in China. So it doesn't matter. I mean, right, <laughs> right. That's a, okay. That's an interesting question. Number one, God bless the EU for giving a shit about uh, anti-competitive and, com- and privacy. Not. No, no. I yeah. mean, you, 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 yeah, I, don't, I don't know if it's specifically UK or, or EU or whatever, but like anytime things happen on the internet that's fucked up, we look to US lawmakers and they don't seem to do or care. Mm -hmm. And then the EU is like, wait a minute, you can't harvest data from 10 year olds. What are you doing? And then, and then the whole world is like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, we should look into that. So um, there's definitely no sense of such ethics in America, but um, (sighs) there used to be, we used to have trust busting and, and antitrust. Uh, so, well, I mean, so you, you are covering this, uh, or maybe not you're, you're paying closer attention to this than the Mm -hmm. average, uh, fan. So uh, on one hand, as we've talked about, like, I, I don't, I think it would be good for the fans and the, I'm not going to say the industry, because that's actually what we're talking about here, but I, I would like to see Microsoft control Activision Blizzard, because as we've as we know, Activision Blizzard has lost its way culturally and and ethically and and also, you know, what 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 are the you know, let's do better at 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 the games and at the culture. So and and Microsoft seems to have its shit together and, and putting all these games on Game Pass. Great. It seems like a win for fans yeah definitely but i mean if i could have diablo 4 in game pass like yeah I'm, i'd sure. be about that exactly and but then on the flip side like i i don't want to see the industry consolidated in this way so i i guess i don't know which i i guess my um my sort of progressive labor uh hat with my progressive labor pro labor hat on <laughs> I am rooting for governments to say, whoa, wait a minute. We got to make sure this is all cool. Yeah. Uh, so what do you, I don't know. I don't know if there's a question in that, but what, what, what are your thoughts on, on that um, stuff? I mean, I, it's not too different from yours. I, I think, you know, Activision Blizzard will be in better hands under Microsoft's umbrella. And I think that, um, I think that I I do wish that there was a little bit more concern on the whole about things like this, but I also have resigned myself to the fact that we live in America and it's pretty much like a giant dumpster fire at all times. So I'm like, (laughs) cool. I'm glad that, you know, someone is out there doing something Mm -hmm. good. We'll we'll see. I mean, I think I think the U.S. is investigating as well. We should we should be you know fact checking ourselves. But but I, I you know, in in any case, it's not a done deal, and and it needs to uh, pass regulatory scrutiny in many countries. Right. So we shall see. Uh, but, but oh oh, so maybe that was leading my to my other question of like, if a Chinese company wants to buy 
or invest in a U.S. company or a European company, what can we do about that for, uh, governmentally, re- regula- from a regula- regulatory point of view? Like, I, I, those laws don't necessarily apply to the Chinese company. Do they apply to the acquiree or the investee? I have no idea, but it is interesting. Like, yeah. we could do everything we we could we could protect everything we think we want to do here, but it, but we cannot stop a Chinese company from gobbling up. I don't know what the answer to that is, but it's an interesting question. Yeah, I don't know either, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> and and life goes on. <laughs> maybe maybe we maybe we'll uh talk to a a policy expert or a lawyer or something. Maybe we'll maybe that would be fun. It'd be interesting, have, I think. To have a guest like that. Anywho, yeah. uh briefly before we move on to what we're playing, uh the other thing that I'm sure you saw, but I mean, if you're fully unplugged, maybe you didn't, is like, you know, Diablo 4 leaked and then uh Grand Theft Auto 6 tons and tons and tons of in-development footage leaked out and the internet lost its mind. Uh, I I don't care about GTA uh, personally. Yeah, like, me either. I get it. So I was uh, unaware as well. Um, but so like, even if I had seen this, I would have been like, that's nice for people and right, gone on. Right. <laughs> the big discussion is like, you know, the ethics of the leaking and what is the response, the legal responsibilities around that? And also, like, this is a very unfinished, in-development, early-development, half-developed game. And so the entire internet is looking at one of the most, if not the most anticipated game of the next three to five years. And some people are saying, like, huh, yeah, it looks like an in-development game. It's pretty rudimentary and it's got some interesting stuff going on. And the mm-hmm. other half of the internet is like, this looks like shit. What, this, I can't believe. And it's like, oh, this good is- to see that nothing's changed there. Right. So I don't know that there's much more to say on that, but it, it was just an interesting moment in in this world, I guess, is what we're observing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, um, Yeah. This is and as you're telling me this, I'm going, man, I'm kind of kind of glad that I am off the Internet this week. You picked a good week. Yeah. Kind of kind of kind of into it. Yeah. I think after this, I'm going to go back to playing the game I'm about to talk about and um, (laughs) just uh, not not observe people being people in real time. It's. Let them let them be people, and in a week, everyone will forget about this. But um, you know what I was thinking about too briefly before we move on is um, our gaming blind spots. Maybe as an episode, or maybe with a guest or something. Of like, GTA is like obviously on the Mount Rushmore of biggest franchises of all time. Right. I don't care about it. I have zero interest in it, and I don't think I will ever. I may not ever touch it, and. I just, I'm just, inter- I'm just fascinated by that. And I know you're, you feel similarly with GTA, but there are tons of others where, I'm, where it's like the world's going crazy for this or that. And I'm like, I literally don't care. And nope. I don't know. It's just funny. It's yep. just funny. Same. I mean, obviously same, but I mean, I feel like every gamer is going to at some point or another, you know what I mean? Like they're going to be like, yeah, I don't care about that at all, but I care yeah. about this a lot. Of course. You of know, course. like yeah. it's just, I guess it's just is what it is. All right, let us jump into the most important discussion of the day. What are you currently playing? What has been occupying this beautiful staycation week for you? 
I started playing Dreamlight Valley last week. <laughs> Disney's um, Dreamlight Valley. Disney's Dreamlight Valley because I, I saw a few people say this is basically Animal Crossing Disney themed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I love Animal Crossing. And let's be honest, I like Disney a lot, too. I'm not <laughs> what I would call like a Disney devotee, but I love Disney. You know, I grew up with Disney mm-hmm. and I'm like, OK, that doesn't necessarily mean I go to Disney World every year, but it does mean that the idea of farming with like, I don't know, like Moana's help or something might be fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> Gameloft made this game um, and I'm I'm aware of their pedigree as far as making, you know, this is. This game is on every platform, but I mean, you could play it on an iPad. You could play it on PC like I'm doing. It's on probably every console, I would think. Um, so it, it, you is know, mo- it is mobile as well. Is that right? You're saying it's, uh, it is I iPad? I believe or? so. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because on one hand, it feels to me like a very, very polished mobile game. I mean, it has it has it's clear that Disney had very specific ideas about what it wanted and it Mm -hmm. needed to have like that Disney level of polish. And I Mm -hmm. do feel like for the most part, like I'd say 80% game loft delivers, but like my husband and I were talking about this and laughing about it. He was like, my God, he was like the ripoff level of, of animal crossing is so high that like (laughs) so many things are the same, you know, like, okay, you could say, well, you know, farming Sims, you know, all of them have different ways for you to like, you know, dig and plant and stuff like that. But like, you know, when there's something to dig up in the ground, like there's a little sparkle, just like Animal Crossing. Okay. okay. Um, and like, you know, you have to talk to friends and, you know, improve your friendships and give them certain gifts that make them happier than others, you know, just like Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I mean, my whole original like motive was this is probably going to scratch like an Animal Crossing itch. And it does. But I don't know if I would have bought it outright because I think I would have been like, oh, do you really need that? You have other Mm -hmm. games to play. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I feel like this is something that I'll say on this show more than once. It was on Game Pass. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I can play this for free. Mm -hmm. And I started playing and I was like, you know. To me, there is a certain comfort about games that have fairly simple goals. You know, like I'm up today. I'm going to see what Goofy's doing. I'm going to go plant some asparagus. I'm going to, um, you know, mine for some garnets and see if I can sell them to make some extra money. Oh, wait, I have to go over and see what Ariel's doing. Like shit like that is so simple. So simple. Like as I'm playing it, I'm like a child could play this game and yes. they probably will. You know, yes. oh, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, that's you no, know, in, right. Inevitably, you, you yeah. assume, though, right? You assume, oh, it's for children. It's a children's game. Uh, but one million maybe, but people it's, it's are for playing everyone. It. It's for everyone. One the way Animal Crossing is. But million yes. people. Okay. I just read this last week. One Honestly, million. It, that seems low. If I'm being honest, if it's on every platform, to Disney, it's it's a, it's a Disney game on every platform, including mobile and only a million. And it's and it's a it's an Animal Crossing. It's a very good animal crossing clone or stardew clone and only a million people like i was expecting you to say five million but like it's early days like i'm sure i think it's only been out for a couple of weeks exactly maybe so i mean i think i think that it took and i mean obviously this is um different you know playing fields but i think it took diablo 
a mortal a month or over a month. To yeah. Hit a million. Oh, a million players. Really? Okay. I yep. think. Yep. I think. So, yep. I mean, it, basically, this would be. Okay. It came out on September 6th. Today yeah, very is. Very recently. Yeah. Today is September, what, 21st? Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, but I mean, yeah, having a lot of fun with it, but in a very specific kind of way, like for instance, I enjoy it, but I also am very aware that like, there's a certain level of it where I'm like, okay, I've done a lot of ground. I've done a lot of grinding. I've done a lot of things. Um, you know, I don't know. Like, like I, you hit a point where like, you're like, okay, I need to collect some stuff to complete quests. And like, it's stuff that you would like forage or like mine. And like, you've done that. You've done it all over the whole map mm-hmm. and you can't really like the game just is not giving you anymore. Like right now I need hardwood for a quest and like softwood is all over the entire map and hardwood. Like Literally in, in the a, same type of materials, the same names for materials as, uh, oh yeah, word as, for word. Like uh, a lot of it is Animal also Crossing. the same. Uh, and actually to quickly revisit that before I go on what my husband had said was, man, it's scary. Like what a behemoth of Disney size can be like, yep, we're just going to take all this. We're and just going like, okay. to rip it off. I mean, I, well, he, you know, you can't copy. I don't know where IP law factors in. I'm right. sure I obviously let's be clear. W- anything that Disney makes is run through 50 lawyers to make sure like we good mm-hmm. here. We good here. Okay. So you, mm-hmm. you can't copyright or trademark mining or farming or types of no. wood obviously so you're fine but it is very fascinating that the lingua franca of life sim games have certain terms that we all just agree are the names of resources so that when a, a, a seven-year-old who's bored of animal crossing wants to play the disney version of animal crossing mm-hmm. they know what hardwood is you know what i mean like th- there's right. a, it's a shortcut for language yep. about yep. the about the give vo- the gaming vocabulary i find that endlessly fascinating please it continue. is yeah it's 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 really fascinating in my opinion so and you know maybe a little frightening but we'll leave yeah. that <laughs> we'll leave that to be discussed some other day but um but yeah, so like for instance, and this has happened on multiple times um, for me, like today I got up and I was like, okay, I need 30 pieces of hardwood. I have 18. I'm going to play for a while. And like, you know, I've gone to bed. Like it's been 10 hours or 12 hours since I've last played it. The whole forest should be full of hardwood again. And like in Animal Crossing, mm. you can chop down a tree mm-hmm. to get the wood. Mm-hmm. No, here it just drops and you have to wait for it to appear around the bases of trees. And I hmm. walked around the entire map of which I've unlocked 90% of, and I have found like three pieces of hardwood and I'm like, you motherfuckers. So like, there are a few bumps. I feel like that, like, yes, it's polished, but like Nintendo's, you know, it's not Nintendo polished, but is that by design, meaning this is to meant to, to keep be playing? Not, not, no, not only to keep, not, not just keep playing. That's obviously always the design, but, um, and just let, to clarify, this game happens in, in, in real time like Animal Crossing, meaning hours are real hours and you go to sleep and you wake up and there's new things to do the next day in real life. It doesn't Time does not advance like Stardew where you go to bed and it's the next day. Am I, is no, that it does. accurate? It oh. does, well, you don't go to bed per se, but like um, it does... 
it does like like night falls. Like it, it it syncs with your time after you've played for like a day, I think. Um, and then you're like, oh, okay, like it synced with time. Like meaning you know, so- two two p.m. in the real world is two p.m. in the game, or no? Well, there's no clock, but mm-hmm. I think it it does sync yourself with like it syncs with night and and morning so like okay. last night i was playing and, and some of the characters were the sleeping Got some it. Yeah, characters okay, okay. don't sleep and some characters do sleep whatever yeah like or maybe they sleep when i'm asleep i don't know but um like so, you so know in animal crossing like this the shops close like you can't get to yeah, the shops yeah. and like in this you can pretty much sell stuff whenever but like if you need a character for a quest and it's sleeping like you're fucking shit out of luck so, so yeah. you have to then go into the game at a different time of day to then access that character is that that's what we're talking about correct okay correct. okay so it, it truly is because i you know we might have talked about it here like that mechanic is, as far as I know, truly unique to Animal Crossing. I've never encountered another game that that happens in real time, short of like very experimental stuff. Um, and I, hmm. I think that's that is the number one thing. That is the that is the main thing that makes the town feel like it's alive to me. Where it's like hmm. I gotta, I don't have to do anything. It's very forgiving, but this simulation is running quote unquote even when i'm not there that's what why animal crossing is magical to me so so i it this truly is not a clone but a an animal crossing like so so to speak exactly like i wouldn't call it a farming a farming yes, sim exactly. i would call it an animal crossing like which <laughs> yeah. up to this point i don't know I know I've seen a lot of things that look like they're kind of aiming for that on Steam, but I think this is the first time I've just straight up been like, oh, no, this is this is just that. Yep. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, am I enjoying it? Yes, I'm definitely enjoying it. I'm definitely having fun. Um, and I will probably keep playing until something else catches my eye or whatever. But. Um, it does have bugs. It is in okay. early access. I forgot oh, to mention really? that. It is in early oh, access. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no it does kidding. have bugs. To me, they're not too bad. Okay. So far I've had to restart. I've been playing for a week and a half or so and I've and I've so far had to restart twice. Um once Wait, restart the game. Like restart your restart progress. Restart the game. Yeah, like 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 no 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 no, no. sorry. Um oh, back like, out of just the game like, and, like and come back boot in. The game yeah. up. Okay. Great. Once I was like stuck. I got stuck twice in the map, like once trying to walk out a door and I just kept walking and was stuck in the door. And then one other time, I think I was stuck somewhere else. So those like, it it was like, Oh shit, I'm stuck. Okay. And it just was rebooting the game. So no, nothing like a starting the game from the beginning. That would, I wouldn't do that. That would be too much. (laughs) And then there's another really weird bug, which I find funny actually, um, where it specifically happens when you walk out of like, I guess what's supposed to be Elsa's house, the, the frozen house. Mm-hmm. And like when you walk out, okay. So like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain this without taking a picture. I almost feel like I should take a picture and it should be like the show image. Sure. It's horrifying. But my character like has like big circular glasses that I put on her, like for her outfit. So when she walks out of the frozen house, the only way I can explain this is that you walk out and you can see the view of the forest that she walks out into, but you see like the back of her face. 
So it's like you can see the inside of the character model and you can see like these like big round glasses and like and it's fucking horrifying for like because one the camera is like weirdly zoomed in too far or something. Is yeah, that I what guess? it is? That okay. must be it. Like it's okay. it, it, no, it's not. Uh, I'm just going to take a picture because I honestly I'm just like, I don't know how else I could explain it. it but It's, it's just scary a straight up bug. Shit. It's like the, the face is it's fell a bug, off. Right. Like okay. if I saw it, you know. And I, and I was a child, I would probably be like, what? <laughs> like, it's scary, but it, it, it goes away in about two seconds. And it's like, OK, I guess it's not really that big of a deal, you know. Um, <laughs> but then. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, then there's one other bug where you'll be playing and it it's really, really, really weird. Like, I, and once again, it's harmless. All these bugs are harmless. They're just funny. So like you'll be playing and all of a sudden the camera will do this thing where it thinks it's turned into a bird and it will like swoop up over the map and then like go back down. Like, like you've thrown something like a ball, like it goes up and then it goes down and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And then it snaps back to wherever you are. And you're like, okay, that's happened to me at least a dozen times. And I've been like, I don't know what this is, but like, I should probably report it because I know they're working on all that. Uh, Yeah. Well, okay. So here's an, here's a question. Bugs are bugs and AAA uh, games are hard to make and all AAA games have bugs. Cool, cool. Whatever. It's all good. They can get patched out, updated. This is some, this is an ongoing live service type game. Cool. Mm-hmm. But it is fascinating to me that Disney, one of slash the most, uh, you know, uh, 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 prominent, well-funded media companies to ever exist on planet earth is like, oh, we're just releasing this indie beta early access, kick the tires. You let us know how it's going game. You know, mm-hmm. like the, the Nintendo, a Nintendo just does not do that. Nintendo said we're delaying animal crossing. We wish it could be out at this time, but it's going to be out this time because we just, we, when it comes out, we want it to be, the full release of a polished product and there will be bugs and we will fix said bugs. Right. But it's, that's just interesting. It's interesting to hear a Disney game in early access is a bizarre phrase to hear from. Right. No, I agree. I agree. But I will say this game loft has had the license and I don't know how long, but like if you go on their site and you look, it's a game loft game. They have mobile, other mobile games, you know, and they're like tycoon simulation kind of things. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they already had the license. So I'm assuming that it's kind of like, this would be a great, God, I wish we could talk to somebody who would like tell us about how this process works. But like, I'm assuming that how it works is that they get the license and they make their game. And then like yep. someone at Disney has to like, just says, approve. this is good right. stamp but of like, approval. It's not, yeah. But it's, uh, I feel like it's not like the same level of approval as someone being like, okay, we're going to make, I don't know, in Kanto too. like, yeah, this yeah, needs yeah. to go. Like, it's not exactly. that it's yes. like Disney going, well, we'll license this out to you Correct. and you can do stuff with it. But like, even though it has the Disney name on it, like we'll allow it to do yep. this. All right, but that, I mean, it, I will say that I think it might be the first time anything like that has ever really happened though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Uh, a Disney licensed game in early access, but you're, you're clarifying exactly what I'm thinking about which is like it's right. a game like you're like, okay game in early access right. not a disney that. game even yep. though it's skinned it's not this Correct. is not a disney product this yeah. is a game loft product that yeah. is yeah okay so um 
But like my understanding, and actually before I go into that, let me say one other thing, which I think is really interesting. I read a review of it the other day and I saw that, which I knew, but like, it was kind of like, oh, all right, I'm revisiting this. You know, Animal Crossing, you have this incredibly polished, insane world, right? It comes out in 2020. And they, a year after, have, you know, some support for it. They do events. And then we have, like, this big pack that allows us to, like, you know, do the, um, oh, my gosh, can't remember what it's called. Uh, but it's like Happy when Home, you're, right? Yeah, Happy Home, right? Yep. And you're like, oh, my God, cool. And then they're like, and that's the end of the updates. I know. It's tragic. And you're like, okay, so what did you do? You updated it for, like, a year and a half? You, you have this like this is vibrant, the biggest amazing, game yes right, like one of the biggest games played. ever released that became a cultural phenomenon across right. the globe and you're like, and you're we're like finished eh, now right we're good then Char- charge me 15 dollars for more dlc charge right? me 20 dollars like, for like would, hey when easter or christmas comes around again here's a new an event, event. There's, there's a new thing, stuff like, i'm, sub- I'm in, in we're in, in like a second in a second So then you look at like the roadmap for Dreamlight Valley and they're like, we're like planning, like we're going to have, you know, because I mean, there are, of course, a lot of star Disney characters in it now. Yeah. But they're like, you know, down the line for the roadmap, like we're going to have, you know, we're going to add Scar and Woody and Buzz Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, those characters are coming and um, before the year is over. Too. So like they release this shit and they're like, bam, also we're coming out with this. And like they're what they said was this is just the start of many to come. Uh, many. So w- what I uh, what I wonder about and so and tell me what they're they're framing or their language. Are they saying are they saying or implying this is a live service game that will contain new content, new characters, new events ongoing into infinity as long as the game is viable or the player base is there or is well, it like we planned buddy and wood woody uh buddy buzz and woody for q2 2023 and then we plan this and we plan this and we're done like you know so it's their their updates were we get a lion king update this year we get a toy story update in late fall mm-hmm. and then we get more free surprises to come in 2023. And that's all stuff I'm reading you from like their roadmap. Yeah. So like their roadmap is planned out through next year. Now, whether or not they're like, we're going to do this. I think it also depends on players, right? Like, yeah, for sure. You know, if, if they have a strong player base that continues that that's what dictates them being like, okay, we're going to do this or we're not going to do this. You know, like that's, that's how all that will go. I think, but I mean, it's a Disney game. So it's like, or it's a Disney branded game. But so, plenty of content to mine, like or plenty of right, stuff like tons, to add, tons. You know, uh, and then is this all DLC? Is this free updates? Is this microtransactions? What What are we talking about exactly? So I think this is all free updates, That's but I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. One thing I think makes me lean towards the idea that that it's going to be free is that the game is paid. You pay for the game. Yes. Now, yes. 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 They've said that they want to go free to play uh-huh. next year. I think. Oh, okay. Right. So exactly. maybe that will change the structure. But as it currently stands, I mean, I have a loophole because I the way I played it is on Game Pass. Yeah, but, for people but I mean, who but you pay for that, right, so that's fine. Right. So for people who who have played it, who are playing it outright, they they are are paying. You know, they're 
they're paying up front. And yeah. I mean, this was not an animal crossing issue, but yeah, like for right. me, one thing I felt a lot of lately is just charge me. Just fucking charge but me, But they please. did the math. I, it's it's fascinating that this game, especially because it's on mobile, did not start free to play out of the gate because as we have seen and right. discussed, the spreadsheet will tell you get 10 million people in here free to play and yep. we'll make way more money on, hey, unlock Woody and Buzz, unlock, you know, for two ninety nine, right. get get this right. or that. They could have, but for whatever reason, they chose to do it this way. And Super I will say that it's nice to me because I feel like I'm in a phase right now where I would so much rather pay you outright and just have yeah. fun in my game and not be yeah. bugged yeah. than I would. Now, like later down the line, if they're like, hey, we added paid costumes if you want to own Belle's yellow dress or whatever, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. I probably won't buy it, but like someone will. And if that makes them happy, cool. Yeah, totally. But I feel like I've gotten a shit ton of really fun content, yes. you know, for, I think the game at if you buy the game on any of the console options, it's twenty nine ninety nine. I think. Right, and that's so you know even... it's not like a super expensive game. Like I mean, I feel like to be honest, it's a robust game in my opinion. Like they could have charged sixty dollars for this. Yeah, but opinion. they're saying early access. So this is this is a weird mm-hmm. moment because they're saying mm-hmm. it's early access. It's not a one Help us right. figure out where the bugs are, so we'll right. only charge you. We'll only charge you thirty dollars. We won't charge you sixty. And then in the same breath, they're saying. But we're going to go free to play one day. That's the roadmap. Like, then what? So I'm I'm paying you to be a beta tester for a free to play game later. Like, what? That's bizarre. Yeah. There's so many. It's it's a very it's very interesting indeed. Um, So. And you're getting the value. Like you can't deny the value. The game is good. You're having mm-hmm. fun. It's I'm worth thirty dollars. It's worth thirty dollars slash Game Pass free, quote unquote. But I don't know. This early access label on it is a, is strange to me. Yeah. Let me see if I'm looking on my phone real quick to make sure that I am not confused about the free to playness, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or if that's just something that my brain. Okay, it'll be free to play when it launches after its early access period. So you're charging people for the early access version, but the full version is going to be free. So what, I mean, like, I'm sure, like, the early access people who paid when it goes free will get some sort of, like, you get extra yeah, costumes. We get, yeah, you we get got extra a bonus. stuff, a bonus. Yeah, we got what's called a founder's pack, and you get, Fa- like, okay. stuff that All you right. can't get elsewhere. So yeah. there, I guess there's that. But, I mean, I don't know that that's worth $30. Well, that's in the eye of the beholder, but it's like, <laughs> I can't, I'm sorry uh, to belabor this point, but it's like, hey, uh, we're Disney and we just want to, we're not sure if this game's going to be viable. So can you just pay us up front so we can make sure this game is good? Like, what? Yeah, that's really Bizarre. interesting. You have a very good point. Because I, I didn't look too deeply into this because, you know, I didn't pay for it. So I was like, okay, yeah, well, it's right, right there. So we're just a bunch of indie developers, you know, we're just making our dream game here over at (laughs) Disney Corporation. (laughs) Could you support us on Kickstarter? We have an Indiegogo now. So this says the easy that the early access release of the game does not feature all of the mechanics and systems Gameloft wants to implement. (laughs) So things like balancing gameplay and new content will be added and tweaked until it comes out of early access sometime in 2023. But Uh yeah, you have a really good point. That's. Pay us $30 for a game that's not finished and doesn't even have all the stuff. And then when it has all the stuff, that'll be free for those people. Anywho, Bizarro. 
Oh wait, so I have a, a couple of quick additional questions about the game. So it is it is real time. Um, you're mentioning farming, uh, uh, but like you know, Animal Crossing ha- only later in the in its evolution even had farming. It's really more about relationships, buying yeah. stuff. Yeah. So is it a? Would you say it's a mix of like? stardew farming you have to cultivate crops in order to make money or is it more about building up the island kind of stuff what do you think Um, i feel like it's a really even mix of both so when Mm -hmm. you start off you are when you start off the whole island is covered in or land i should say it's not all an island the whole area is covered in like these purple vines and they're like oh this thing called the forgetting has like come over the valley and no one remembers who they are anymore and we need some magical person to fix it and naturally that's you So like you end up like clearing it out at first and then you start like meeting a few very basic Disney characters and like learning like Goofy's there from the beginning. Um, Scrooge McDuck is there from the beginning because, of course, he needs Mm. your money, Mm -mm. you know, stuff like that. Scrooge is the Tom Nook of this uh, universe. Dude. Yeah. And actually, I think it was Kotaku that wrote a piece and they were like, (laughs) Scrooge is 10 times worse than Tom Nook. And he really is. He really fucking is like because you don't just like it's not just your house or like little upgrades you worry about it's like the way they do it is every time you open a new biome they have a well which allows you to warp around the map and they mm-hmm. have okay. a stall which is goofy stall but there's one you can pay to open in each different biome so you don't have to walk all the way back to where the first stall is and every one of these is of course paid and mm-hmm. he is there to take your money every time and then if you don't pay him he shames you mm-hmm. So he's like, well, when you're ready to make an investment that matters, let me know. And I'm like, all right, wow. So, yeah, he really is, in my opinion, way like Tom Nook is like, you know, he is with who he is. But like, you know, at least he's not shaming you every time you're like, nah, we're not right now. Right. Like, and okay, also, we'll come back later if you want to change it. No, exactly. Not this guy. Here's a here's an interest free loan and pay it back whenever or never pay it back. Have fun on the island is Tom, like, I don't you know, Tom Nook gets shit. I, I think he's good. He's a stand-up guy. All right. Yeah, Hot I take. can't. I can't really complain that much about it. But you know, whatever. So, um, and then are the characters? Is it similar to Animal Crossing? Of like, all right, there. As you unlock the island or the the, the 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 town, you will get a random combination of ten characters who move in, and it could be Elsa or it could be Merlin or whatever. Or is it the same for everyone? Like, what's going on with that um, stuff? I think the same characters are available, but you get to choose basically how you go about unlocking them based on what quests you take on. Okay. So when you start, you're able to go into the castle, which is like at the top of the map, and you have the option of unlocking Wally, Remy from Ratatouille, or hmm. Moana, and then eventually she also comes with Maui. So okay. and whoever you unlock has like certain things they do that will like be helpful to you, like in the town. Um, so like, for instance, if you unlock Remy, he teaches you all these recipes and his restaurant opens. Um, oh, and that's the other thing. So the, I think the two biggest components are um, gardening, planting and cooking. Cooking is okay. huge in this nice. game. Nice. That's and really that, fun. That's something that Animal Crossing didn't like add until no. way back in the and end. And even even then, it was not robust. It was not a robust system, which was a, totally. a little bit of a shame. This is very robust. Love it's, it. And it's like the primary thing you do. Good. So, like you know, you make stuff, and then like you know, when you want to up your friendship with characters, they're like, oh. 
you know, what would they really like? And like, there's a little thing that comes up and it'll be like, this character really likes like fried cod or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're like, all right. And the more complex your, your dishes, the more, um, the, the more like either better price you get or Mm -hmm. the better someone likes it. So there is like a, I think you can add up to five ingredients in a dish. So like, you know, if I put just wheat in the pot, I'll get crackers, one star. But then if I put, you know, the five ingredients for ratatouille and I get ratatouille and it's five stars and I can sell it for like 10,000 gold or whatever. So there's that, there's that. Any, uh, any mini game going on for the recipes or the crafting, or are you just putting them in the pot? Nope. You're just putting things in the pot. There is, um, a mini game for fishing, which is kind of like, I remember if animal crossing had this and I'm blanking out, but like uh, a circle appears in the water, you fish it. And then you have to like hit the a button at the right moment to like get the fish out. And if it's the more the fish is worth, the more you have to do that. So like, if you're trying to get a lobster, you have to hit it like four times in rhythm. That's fun. Okay. To get the lobster. So that's like kind of the only mini game that's in there. That's fun. Um, Yeah. Of course it has fishing and right. right, Fishing fishing is the ingredients, but you can sell them. Uh, so it, it's sounding like, and, I, and I'm starting, well, I get the appeal in general of all of these games, but what I, it sounds like a really nice marriage of like Stardew relationship building plus farming and cooking and fishing of like these mechanics matter because the way you combine ingredients and what you farm and what you grow is all working toward the the larger goal of making money or forming relationships with specific characters. And that's what makes Stardew so magical combined with the slow, methodical, daily login, daily real-time events of Animal Crossing, which honestly, I would love um, a real-time Stardew. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because Animal Crossing's mechanics, the the mechanicalness of Animal Crossing is light in some areas as we know mm-hmm. um by design i would like some cool yeah the, <clears throat> I, I don't i don't that i don't care about disney but like the disney-ish the the like moana hanging out with uh woody from toy story is bizarre to me like i don't i don't <laughs> care for that metaverse mixing of <laughs> of of worlds um so i would like to see like an indie darling like this uh break out if you're you know if you're listening game developers combine animal crossing and stardew valley and make your own universe and <laughs> i will play that because that sounds lovely yes and it might be um yeah so anyway that's more or less my overall take on it um i am having fun i'm not like oh my god this is this is not like a it's not a Hades relationship. Mm, mm, this is mm-hmm. like a, you know, I'm enjoying it. This is a nice little grind. It's very mellow. I like that part of it. This is not a, oh my God, I'm so obsessed with every element of this game that I need to like talk about it until I puke. Like it's, it's definitely not that. Um, but, but you will keep going. You will continue. But I will keep going. Yeah, you know how some games like just scratch that itch, yeah. but you're also like, well, it scratches the itch, but it's also not like I'm going to be like, you know, with Hades, I'm like, this is the game of the year. You know what I mean? And like Mm -hmm. this, I'll never be like, it's the game of the year, which I find very interesting. But because like, you know what, because that leads me to think, what is it that makes something massively playable, but, but not 
give you the feeling, you know what I mean? Like not give you the feeling of like, like, well, this should be, this should win an award. I'm like, no, no, uh-uh. it no, just, it, it, it just an is. Award. It's well done. I like what I'm doing, but you know, am I, I mean, I, I guess I could say, well, it pretty much follows the, f- so maybe this is what it is. I'm sorry. I'm like thinking a lot, like my yeah, thoughts are happening as I'm what trying this to explain is for. myself. This is right? what we're here for to do. Yes. <laughs> um, I think that maybe I really think of animal crossing as having kind of pioneered this in a specific way. Yes. 100%. The original um, version, you know, the, the harvest moons of the world definitely, definitely did that too, but I don't know. And you might be able to answer this. I never have played a harvest moon. I don't know if harvest moon ever, uh, had relationship building in the old ones. I can't speak to it, but I don't okay. think that was a core thing. I think Stardew was the innovator there okay. on that front, if I'm, you know, if I'm not mistaken. And to your point, Animal Crossing was the innovator in real time. You know, again, right. name another game with that mechanic. Right. I, I'm sure they they exist, but they're just not like that. Uh, right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Cause I was like, just thinking to myself, you know, sitting here, I'm just like, I don't know. So I guess what it is, is that, you know, it's a clone Yeah. and it's like, it's, it's a clone that they did well with. But I think for me, I can't ever unknow that it's a clone. So maybe what it's like is like knowing that you're kind of getting the itch scratch for something you miss, but it's not the thing you miss. It's a lot mm-hmm. like what you miss. Yes. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, totally. that's, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Funny. Would you play this if Animal Crossing didn't exist or didn't come out in 2020, Probably not. you know, when we were all stuck at home? So that's, yeah. Well, what a my Animal Crossing history is a little longer though. Cause I started totally. on the GameCube. So, totally, so it's totally. not just, oh my God, 2020 it's, oh my God, you know, whatever. I don't know. But I guess was, I think 2002. we could. We could safely say that if New Horizons didn't happen, Nintendo didn't make it or it got delayed, uh, Disney Dreamlight would not exist. Like it simply would not have been an idea or a greenlit project. We're obviously speculating, but like probably it's not. So it's so on the coattails of Animal Crossing's success. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I I mean I I honestly I honestly do you know, I honestly see it as, as kind of perhaps either Disney or game loft, probably game loft, you know, looking at the success of animal crossing and going, well, what if we combine that with one of the biggest franchises in the world? Yeah. Which is you know, really which is, smart. Which, right. And it, it's pulling, it really and, it's, smart. and it's a good game and it's pulling in the best elements and the best mechanics from all those games that you love. So like mm-hmm. this is valuable. It has a play. We, we can dismiss it as like a clone and homage, whatever. But actually it's it's putting good stuff into Animal Crossing that we wish was in Animal Crossing. It's great. Right. Right. Definitely. And I mean, you know, it's also playing on the fact that you probably, if you're playing, have some sort of long running relationships or nostalgia around the characters. And if you're my age and you've, you know, been watching Disney since fucking Snow White was on television, <laughs> like or in the movies, I should say, you know, like I'm happy to see everybody because I have grown up with all of those characters. Whereas like your kids, they might know some of the characters, but then there might be some they don't know because maybe they're too like yeah, I, I find it Disney... interesting, for instance, 
what characters they chose. Like the fact mm-hmm. that Merlin was in there from the sword of the stone is cool. He's actually one of the first characters you meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the voice acting is really good. Um, okay. like they, they did a nice job. I don't know if they hired the original, I mean, voices some for some of, of these them. I don't are know, either but like they're they sound... out of the pay grade or too old slash some of these. Right. That's what I was thinking. On, I, so I was like, I don't think these are the same voices, but the, the voices are good. Um, in my opinion, but, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I, I, I definitely, man, I didn't think that my take on this was going to be quite as deep as it is. I'm just kind of like, wow. No, it's super fascinating. It's a super fascinating, but, and Disney is masterful (laughs) at putting IP into other IP so that kids of, of this generation become aware of certain things and then become Oh, what is that movie? I'm going to watch that movie. I'm going to buy, I am going to buy the toy. I am going to watch the sequel or play the game. So this is all just very smart Disney stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. Final question about this. Um, Have you picked the wrong platform? Meaning it was free, but this playing this, checking in on this game and this world on a tablet, on the couch, on a steam deck, on the switch Sounds it would delightful. Be nice. Right. So this is what I think I'm probably going to end up doing. I'm assuming that Gameloft having so much mobile experience will probably have some sort of thing where you can like sign into your account. Uh, did you, you sign up for yeah. stuff? Did you right? did, did you create an account when you started this game or no? I think I did. Oh, great. I I, I can't remember, but if I had, I know that the, they launched all the console versions and the Mac store version is not out yet. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure when its release date is. Um, but I think that that would be like, I, if I can swap it to my iPad, my Mm -hmm. iPad pro, I think that'll be the perfect thing for it because it'll be way easier for me to pop that out. And I mean, even though I'm used to playing on a bigger screen, I think it would be more comfortable and easier for me to just pop that out and bring it places. Especially because it's a daily, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to do my daily chores to get the wood Mm -hmm. and cook, cook Mm -hmm. for this or that. Like that is what this game is for. You know, you don't want to boot up the computer and game pass it up for that, you know? So. Right. Totally. Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, there, there's definitely a point of that. And it's good. You asked me that because I hadn't actually thought about it. And now I'm like, Oh, that's true. Isn't it? Because (laughs) you would fall in it. Not like the stakes are so high, but like you would fall away from this game if it was a sit at the computer game, but you would check in on it if it was on the steam deck or whatever. So, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe, well, two, two options. You pay the 30 bucks for whatever version you want to play it on, or you wait for this free, free to play, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whenever the Mac version comes out, well, that's or you mean though. like I do you mean iOS or like for for yeah iPad? yeah I do yeah. um yeah they're supposed to make a a Mac version um but I'm just wondering when I'm just wondering like so if you got that would you then have to pay the thirty dollars to download it on Mac yes and they, so if you sync I mean I, what do I know but like you're maybe. hopefully you log into your account and your progress is transferred but you would have to own the $30 version on the other platform because you can't, you can't just log into game pass and then carry your progress over to another platform for free. I assume, unless it's a free to play game, which it one day will, will be, could be. be. Yeah. Super interesting. Wow. 
Well, right. um, like I said, I totally did not expect that to get as interesting or deep as it did. I love it. <laughs> it it's a fascinating moment for the industry in terms of cloning, homages, get business models, IP. It's uh, There's a lot in there. So I'm glad we explored it. Uh, keep us posted if you stick with it, because uh, I would like to see how this game evolves. Uh, I don't yeah. know that I will play it, but... Uh, I would, I'm fascinated by it. Really interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I just looked up the Twitter account because I saw that that's where they posted about, like, that's where they're posting about updates. And I was like, oh, I should probably go and look at that. And I went and looked at it and they have 57,000 followers. And I'm like, all right, that's a lot. That's that's a lot for something that launched, you know, half a month ago. They're off and running best, all the best to Gameloft and such. Uh, it's we, we will we will keep uh, keep an eye on it with uh, with very, very uh, what, what's the what's the Star Wars quote? We will watch your progress with uh, great interest or something. Great interest. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. <laughs> all right, uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we return, uh, I will share a bit about what I've been playing, and then uh, we'll we'll wrap it on up. Stay with us. Let me tell you a little something about video games. I'm an expert at this, and here's here's what you have to know. Uh, You have to have a computer or, or, you know, a personal computer or gaming console to, to, you know, do the games. But then you need something to see the games. You have to visually see the video games that you're playing. And great news... HyperX has brand new Armada monitors, not just monitors, but mounts and arms, okay? I'm not the kind of person who's just gonna pop a monitor on a desk like a caveman. You need to mount it to make it look nice. Both the HyperX Armada 25 and 27 gaming monitors come bundled. It's packaged in with a sturdy HyperX Armada mount and arm. Nice. Let me tell you why these monitors are extra fancy, okay? The Armada 25 has a refresh rate of just, okay, you, you may want to sit down, 240 hertz. Most video games, you're going you're, you're gonna to get 60 on your traditional monitor. 240 hertz. Or if you want something slightly bigger, maybe you want more resolution, uh, we're talking about the Armada 27 Quad HD, which also has got a lot of hertz, 165 hertz refresh rate. That is some serious PC gaming. And also as we move into next gen, next gen, next gen, these are monitors that are that are going to last you for the next gen consoles and your next PC. Get them at hyperx.com or amazon.com to start making your display armada. We are back to talk about the Disney of video games, otherwise known as Nintendo. Have you heard of them? Uh, I think. Yeah. They're, they're, they're indie developer. They, they put a lot of games in early access. Like they're not really sure if their games are going to be good. So they're like, they put up like a Kickstarter and it's like, Hey, we have this game called, um, you know, Mario and, uh, it's a plumber guy and, and we're not sure if this is going to be a hit. So like, give us money and maybe we could make this game if it, and Mario. if it's good. Yeah, neat. Tell so, me more so, about Mario. Yeah, well, they, they make a they make a few different games, and uh, this Nintendo company has put out a, a newer a newer uh, game called Splatoon Three, 
And uh, I have never played a Splatoon game. Uh, first one was on Wii U. Never owned a Wii U, as many of us did not own that. Uh, Splatoon 2, obviously big hit on the Switch. And I've long been intrigued by it. Um, but but I only sort of fell into like online competitive games, co-op and co-op games over the last three to four years. So I kind of missed the Splatoon 2 window. And I was and then now that I'm into those games, I'm like, Splatoon looks like is a really fun, family-friendly, non-violent, competitive online shooter from Nintendo. And it ticks all the boxes. So and by the time I became aware of it or like or interested in it, Splatoon 3 was already on the way, you know, had been teased. And so I'm like, great, I'll check it out. So uh, got it when it came out. This was a week or two ago. And uh, it is delightful and silly and fun. And, uh, you know, most people are aware of how it works. But basically, um, you are an inkling squid kid and you have a variety of different weapons. Some of them are squirt guns that squirt paint, paintbrushes that paint paint, big rollers that roll paint onto the, 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 the you know, the play area. And there's a whole city to explore and there's upgrades and there's outfits and different stats or whatever. But the, the meat of the game, obviously, you hop into the, into the lobby and you jump into multiplayer competitive uh, matches or co-op matches where you are trying to, in the competitive, you're trying to ink the color of your color. So say you are on yellow team, you're trying to spread your yellow paint across as much of the map as possible while the other team is trying to spread whatever purple across the map right. as much as possible. And yeah. it's, it's called Turf War and you're trying to, and you can, uh, you know, splat other players or kill other players and then that takes them off the map for a small a short period of time so that you can gain ground and it's sort of like you're 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 sort of you can look at the map as you go and you're sort of pushing your influence across the map uh to try to win over the matches are three minutes so they're super fast and i have thoughts about that in, in a moment um and and the other aside from different weapon loadouts and whatever which i love in these types of games the other core mechanic that is sort of integral and unique to Splatoon is that as you paint a surface, that territory becomes not only valuable because it is a percentage of the map that you have to claim and protect, but it is also valuable because if you hit left trigger, you turn into a squid and you dunk underneath the surface which allow which is important for two reasons one it allows you to move much faster across the map so area that you've inked allows you to traverse very fast which is very strategically valuable and two it sort of heals you so there's not like a life meter but it's like as you encounter enemy paint and that's like other uh, opponents like squirting you and or if you touch um enemy paint color which is, is sort of like a hot lava mechanic the screen kind of gets more murky and you sort of see the purple kind of encroaching on your screen area. And if you touch purple paint too much, you will die, you will get splatted and you'll be off the map. So you sort of, you're sort of avoiding enemy territory or uh, spraying enemy territory with your color. To, so you don't die, but you're also like squirting, squirting, squirting so that you can traverse very quickly. So it's this cha very chaotic, simultaneously, you are painting lanes 
on the map so you can traverse them and kind of like sneak into enemy territory and then if you're getting into a firefight you're you're sort of hiding in the in your own color paint and escaping or hoping that they do not splat your color with the opposing color so that they're sort of limiting your safe area it becomes a traversal and a safety mechanic that is you really have to learn it and get acquainted with it in order to be competitive on these maps and i am not aware of any other games that really operate like that any other shooter competitive shooters that operate that like that mechanically so i think it's really fun and fascinating Mm -hmm. there is a co-op mode called salmon run where you are not playing against other uh competitors you are uh just playing against sort of ai enemies and you're working together to collect you know to splat them and collect eggs and then get a certain score so that you can rank up and whatever, whatever. And there's all sorts of meta layers of like, Hey, you rank up with this weapon, you unlock new abilities. And so in a nutshell, it has everything that's sort of a ranked multiplayer competitive co-op thing. Uh, it has all the ingredients that I, uh, really like. And mm-hmm. so, and it, it's, it's an, it's a Nintendo game playing on a Nintendo switch in the Nintendo proprietary engine. So it really runs, extraordinarily well it's it's Mm -hmm. a it's a it's a master class in fun game design uh whatever my big gripe with it and it's really not it's not a deal breaker but i i'm really fascinated by it is um i am used to game uh, these type of games having well for lack of a better term drama and by that i mean in monster hunter you start out in the camp and you're gathering up your potions and you're like okay i'm using this weapon and i'm figuring out this and i'm eating beforehand and i'm all right the monster's here there's another monster here so i'm like gonna figure out how to get across the map and then all right and here's another player and they're using this weapon and we're in it and here we go and it's a long arduous battle to try to knock down the health and stay alive to try to like bring down this fearsome beast and it's a big, dramatic, epic thing. You know, another example in your Fortnite, which I don't have a lot of experience with, but it's like a huge map with 100 players and you start out and you don't know where anyone is and you're collecting weapons and you're building, you're strategizing, which weapon am I, what am I going to use? Here, here we go. Squadrons, it's a big, epic battle where you're you're strategically taking out turrets or ships to bring them down and it's tactical and it's working with your team. And that's the kind of stuff that I really... The drama of that, the epicness of that, the planning of that, the cooperation of that is really what makes those games really fun and exciting and special. Mm-hmm. Splatoon is your three minutes go. You're in the match. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I got killed. What uh, what happened? Up oh, the match is over. Did you win? Did you lose? Okay, on to the next match. And it took like twenty matches for me to be like, "What the fuck is even happening?" <laughs> In these, I have no clue how to play this game or what is what is happening. And it's really not a criticism because I think people love the like three minutes, pop, 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 go. Okay, on to the next one. Three more minutes, pop, 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 go. Oh, did we win? Right. Did we lose? Like it's super fast it's and like so ADHD fast. perfection. It's exactly. I think that is a good thing. I get why people love it. And now that I'm a little bit more, I have a better handle on the weapons and the mechanics and the maps and the strategy, I'm starting to get it and I'm starting to understand how to be effective in the games. 
But for my money, and this is a personal preference, not necessarily a criticism, there's not enough, there's nothing at stake and there's not enough drama. Mm -hmm. There's not Mm -hmm. enough ramp up. It is just like run and gun and whatever happens, happens. Good luck. Better luck next time. And Mm -hmm. it's... I don't know. It's not scratching the same itch that uh, that other types of these games are. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think it's fantastic. I'm very satisfied. I've gotten my money's worth and I will continue to play it. Oh, because there is a there. Not only does it have all this great stuff, there's a single player campaign that is robust as as hell uh mm-hmm. there's a whole like what's going on in this world and then go into this map and uh, unlock this stuff and then you unlock a giant map with all sorts of levels and characters and open worldiness and i'm like all right like you could Maybe. just play splatoon 3 for for the story quote unquote which is <laughs> very silly and ridiculous but it's in there and it's very good and very fun and well done so like i I think for my money, I'll play some more competitive. I'll play some more co-op. I'll see where that leads me. I will sort of play the story campaign here and there and and see if that goes anywhere. And then probably, you know, call it a day and head back to other games that I'm interested in. Definitely. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I feel like that kind of game fits a certain gamer perfectly. But Mm -hmm. like, for me, I would be like... Like, I don't like like quick rounds. I don't like games that go in rounds. Like, that's not my type of game, you know, but, but, you know, I mean, we, you know, that the listeners that are hearing this know that, you know, that have listened to me for over the years about stuff like this. I, you know, I like, I like my games to be a deep dive. I don't want quick blasts of, think of a, think of a rift, a rift in Diablo three, for example, of like, I'm gearing up my best gear and I'm optimizing my build and I'm going in and I know Mm -hmm. that this is going to be like a pressure cooker of like, can I survive? Can I triumph over this, this level of difficulty Mm -hmm. that I have set before me in the hopes of leveling up or gaining a piece of gear or, or hitting that dopamine? Can I, let's go. Mm -hmm. And that is that I love that. I, and you love that. And mm-hmm. this is not that. This is just no. like, pa, 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 pa. okay, we're done here. What what happened? Yeah, it's just, you know, there's a lot of games like this, you know, out on the market now, and they're totally built for people to be like, yeah, let's hop into some rounds, you know, let's, you know, do some Call of Duty, let's do this, let's do that. And like, I just, they're not for me. Like, they feel, they feel really shallow for me. And I don't think they're shallow, um, like, in nature, I just think it's just not a style of gaming that I personally have ever enjoyed. Like, I like my gaming... Uh, the majority of my gaming, not all of it. I like a lot of my gaming to be like reading a book in that I go deep and like, I get to kind of fall into this complete world where I get to know people or events or places. And you know, those types of games just are not there. The setting is just a setting. Yeah. I, I, I get that. And I guess what I'm, what I'm realizing or, you know, that what I've talked about a lot is like, I like, I'm obsessed with emergent gameplay, meaning like mm-hmm. we're in a match or in a world or it's or we're, we're set up for some kind of scenario and whoa, this happened out of the blue or this random event happened or because of certain skill or team collaboration or event or whatever, this unexpected 
thing that was not scripted has happened here and now. And that is very exciting. And that happens with Star Wars Squadrons and Monster Hunter and Sea of Thieves. That is what those games are about. Mm -hmm. And there is just not enough time because I, I, I guess... And maybe maybe a very experienced Splatoon 3 player will tell me that I'm wrong. I hope they will. Mm -hmm. Maybe the emergent gameplay is just so compressed into this three-minute window that I it's going too fast for my brain to process it. But maybe right. if I dump 200 hours into Splatoon, I would see it. Um, but, like, right, but currently at my skill level, it's just like, hey, is that the opposite paint color as me? I'm just going to spray, spray, spray as much. There's 30 seconds left. Get as much color on the board as you can. And that's really all that I can muster. Like there's there's secondary weapons, there's super moves, and all the weapon styles are different. And mm -hmm. so there's a lot of depth and, and uh, mechanical differences between those uh, loadouts. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I, if I if I'm yellow and you're purple, I'm just gonna get, yep. get to the purple and spray it until yeah, the timer ends, and that's exciting. Yeah, it, but it, it's not emergent to me. No, it's not for me. Like, yeah, your emergent is yours, and I would say immersive is yes, mine. Totally. Like those are those are our our places where we're really happy. And you know, I kind of wonder sometimes about folks who grew up in the like, you know, Xbox 360 era where co-op was every, not co-op, um, online gaming was everything, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. you know, and maybe for them, their fundamental is this type of game. Yeah, and yeah. so for them, it feels right. Whereas for us, we're like, what? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, and I, I get it. I get why, I get why these quick matches are, are a good time. So anyway, right. Right. Um, we should leave it there. It's really wonderful. It's really, it's a beautiful game with beautiful characters and worlds. It's really fun to be in the hub world and see other players' outfits. And there's this cool feature where you can um, create your own pixel art in like a sort of like a banner. So when you, it's not real time data. So you're not seeing other players walking around in the world, but you are seeing other random players loading into the city. And just sort of like, they're just sort of like sitting on a fountain or like hanging out in the shop or whatever. And as you walk by them, a little banner will appear over their heads. And it's not like a chat. It's not a real-time chat. It's more just like, hey, this person spent like three hours designing a cool pixel art, uh, you know, banner that says like, I love this i love the big man which is like a cool character in the in this in the splatoon universe and mm -hmm. like it's extraordinary like this person went pixel by pixel to create like an anime character on their banner and you can like basically like upvote them or say like this is cool you can't talk with them because they're they may not even be online in the game but you can give them kudos and say damn that's fucking awesome your outfit is right. cool or your your art is cool and that's just, I don't know. I love that stuff. I, I wish it was actually real time. I wish it was more social, but um, mm -hmm. it's a nice feature to see what other players are, are yeah. doing. Um, yeah, for sure. So if you care about Splatoon, Splatoon 3 is awesome. If you care about Splatoon, you've probably already bought Splatoon 3 and are playing it obsessively. <laughs> yes. So uh, you don't need me to tell you that it's good. So that's it. Um, we'll uh, get out of here. There, there are some, I, I think you're the same. There are some games a couple of little bits and bobs here that are coming up 
that I am I haven't been hyped about particular games for a little while now. Um, but there's a there's a couple indies that I'm really looking forward to. So I hope that we can play them, perhaps talk to uh, the developers of those certain games in the near future. So as always, uh, come on into the Discord. Let us know what you have been enjoying. Uh, email the show, Discord. Uh, get us on social. All that stuff is in the, the show notes of yep, every yep. single episode. Come on in, join yep. our community. We're out of here. Final thoughts, final words from you, Colette Bennett. Um, I am going to go back to my sofa and probably make a cup of coffee and um, go try to find some more hardwood. Hardwood, baby. I hate myself. Hard. Hardwood, because you hate yourself. That is what video game is all about. We will. uh, That is what video games are all about. Hardwood, video games, because you hate yourself. Goodbye, farewell. Talk to you later. Bye.